What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. The Studio DNA Network presents Sports Yak. Two guys talking sports and stuff like that. And stuff and other stuff. And now here are your hosts, Corey Mann and Chuck Freebie. Take it away, you dopes. Welcome to episode 7 of Sports Yak. Hi, my name is Corey Mann, along with my co-host, co-conspirator, co-friend, co-worker, Chuck Freebie. Chuck! Hi again, everybody. And we're going to take the handsome level up a notch as we welcome the head coach of Bethel College Basketball, Ryan Lightfoot. Ryan? Guys, thank you. Appreciate being out here. It's not Ryan. It's Ryan. It's Ryan, like a watermelon Ryan. Or like a Sandberg from the Cubs, because that's who you're named for. Right. Named after Ryan Sandberg. Who's Robbie, your brother, named after? Uh, I think that's a a family name. Uh, My grandpa was Robert, so... Uh, he goes by Robbie. Does he feel left out being the type of Cubs fan that he is, that you get a Cubs name he doesn't? I think so. You know, I think that's been a big part of his complaints growing up, was saying, hey, R- Ryan gets the, the Cubs name and I'm left here with the family name. What's this all about? No, he's it's all right. He's the oldest. He's the oldest. So okay. obviously he's had it the roughest. Your dad's a little bit of a legend uh, in the area. He was at Bethel College for um, decades upon decades. And then uh, he decides to leave a year and a half ago, and you're mm-hmm. waiting in the wings. You yeah. were an assistant coach at the time. Yeah. So uh, we just talked about this. We'll act like we didn't talk at all in the other room. Okay. Uh, what's this past year been like as your first season as head coach? You know, I think, for one, it's just taking after a legend. Um, what do you do? You kind of acquire a program that's been a winning program, it's been around for a long time. The, the one thing, guys, like I don't want to change the tone of this podcast because it's yours but like y'all look at my dad and think like legend like, <laughs> I, I could tell you stories for days about how goofy this dude is well let's start what you want to start you know what that's a great idea we're allowed to go wherever we want so let the goofiness begin all right how about one of your absolute favorite stories oh, man i have i have so many so like as you look back at him and say uh, I played for him for four years, and I had the privilege to coach with him for for seven. So, you know, I've worked with him for over a decade in the game of basketball. Not only just being a dad, uh, he was always a dad to me, but just being able to work with him was definitely different. I can remember sitting at a practice, and he is going off. He is upset. You know, we we played IUSB the night before. We thought we played really well. We won. He wasn't happy. He was, that's just who he was. He was a motivator. And we're sitting on the bleachers, and he's just going at us before practice. And I'm kind of smiling, and he gets mad at me. He's like, what's going on? I said, well, your shorts are on backwards, and you have a dryer sheet in your sock. 
And and it's like, <laughs> like how am I not supposed to laugh at that? The Hall of Famer, the legend, shorts on backwards, dryer sheet in the sock. Yeah, like it looked like he was on like house arrest. You know, it's like he's got that little ball and is covered up in the sock. May I give you a Coach Lightfoot story? Sure. Yeah. I've only been friends with the guy for about three years now, and your brother reaches out to me and says, "We need a birthday card. Mm. Would you draw my dad?" On a birthday card. And I said, sure. I said, you know, I need to know a little bit more about him. I know he's a Cubs fan, uh, you know, and so we'll have a little bit of Cubs, a little bit of basketball. And I drew him in some jeans that didn't yeah. quite fit. Yeah. And uh, Robbie said, that's perfect. And here's why. Easter Sunday, the family's at the house. And after church, your dad goes and changes for the big Easter egg hunt. Mm-hmm. And for the afternoon is wearing your mom's jeans. Yes. Yeah, that had to be a look. Yeah, and like the thing about that, like it, it, no, that surprises only people outside of the family. Like, because he does goofy stuff like that all the time. He had a like an, a plantar fasciitis issue in, in his foot, and it's bugging him like crazy. And the, and the trainer's like, "Hey, can you wear? You should try wearing a boot to sleep." And so he said, "You know, when, when you relax and sleep, that your, your your foot relaxes, and then when you step that first step." those ligaments really tend to stretch and it's painful. So if you sleep in a boot, it keeps that foot up, keeps that foot upright. And you know, he's been doing it for a, almost a month and he comes back in and it's not getting any better. And, and when you think boot, you think walking boot. Right. He was sleeping in his cowboy boot. So for over a month. <laughs> sleeping in cowboy boots. <laughs> yeah. What? And did yeah. your mom not go, that's – it, once again, it's not uncommon for the dude just to go, 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 crash. And so oh. when, you, when you do that for a while, you just that's just what it is. My, my favorite story, though, when I'm just thinking outside of basketball, is he's learning social media. My brother thinks it's an unbelievable idea to get him an iPhone since he can't use a flip phone. Uh, let's go really <laughs> high tech on him. Um, so he gets Twitter. And... You know, that that's, is what it is. His punctuation is terrible, uh, almost as bad as his content at times. Uh, but I love seeing what people like on there. And I see this thing. It's a news headline, and it says, Justin Bieber stabbed outside of New York nightclub and liked by Mike Lightfoot. Like, I don't, I don't know why, like, I don't know why he cares about Justin Bieber. Or, or, or why he would want him stabbed. Yeah, right. But, like... We're learning technology, so I, Did I you can ever go- get to ask him like, "Dad, what what no, does this mean?" No, 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 no. Oh, no. I, I didn't get there. But yeah. of, of all the things that he has said, whether as a coach or a father, most outrageous Michael Lightfoot remark. Oh man, um, he was yelling at us in the locker room. This I don't know if it's the most outrageous, but it's one of those ones that just sticks with you. He's in the locker room, and he's just one of those. You guys want to do it your own way. You have all your own ideas. And he said, it's either my way, and I think he forgot the saying, he said, or adios, amigos. (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) that is true. That's a variation (laughs) of the expression. Yeah, yeah. So I'm we glad mock he is, him I know. because we love him. Right, right, right. I'm just glad he's trying to reach a bilingual audience. Yeah, I'm just trying to library. humanize him. Yes. I think, you know, I, I have a lot of those memories that come through from coaching and playing with him. I remember actually watching you on the sidelines. I sat across from you your first couple of games. Here's the first thing I noticed. You wear clothes that fit. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He always wears these dress pants yeah. that were like those either he lost a ton of weight. Yeah. Yeah. Or there was a sale. Mm. I don't even know. No, I, I, I'm not sure where he gets that stuff. Uh, but yeah, he he's hit, probably needs to update his wardrobe. And for those who don't know, let's segue here. What is he doing now? He's working for uh, Nations of Coaches, and I, it's a, a ministry opportunity for him to go and develop young coaches um, outside of our area. I really focusing on the state of Indiana, Michigan, Ohio, neighboring states, but uh, has really dove into the relationships of coaching and just trying to help encourage them. Uh, he understands the lifestyle. He understands uh, the time constraints that takes both uh, in the office and at home. Uh, time you are traveling and out and about. So he's just really trying to encourage coaches to understand what, what coaching is really all about. Hmm. Have you said something yet in your uh, head coach position where it's come out of your mouth and you're like, that is so my dad? Yes, and I hated it. Like the first, <laughs> really? time, the first time you say it, you're like, oh, I promised myself I'd never say that. Um, but it's true. Uh, it's one of those things that there's so much truth in what he said. He said it all the time. The wider the base, the higher the pyramid. And I remember just saying that, like, hey, we got to get more people involved. I'm standing in a circle. We've got to get more people involved. Our, our top seven are bringing it, but we've got to have other people push. The wider the base, the higher the pyramid. I was like, ah, oh. like, dang it. I, I, I said it. I said it. I said it. I said it. Uh, in for those who are listening to the podcast that might not be as familiar with Bethel College, uh, you play in the NAIA, you play in a league called the Crossroads League, which is a really good league. I try to describe the Crossroads League to people, and I tell folks, this is probably just a notch below Division One basketball. There are a lot of guys playing in the Crossroads League that could have played Division One basketball. Some did play Division One basketball, and for one reason or another, it wasn't the right fit for them. Is that an accurate description of your yeah, league? Yeah, you know, I look at our league, it is a Division One league, and look at the talent that's around it. Some people outside of the state don't really understand it. I think that's why we recruit locally so much is because I think people understand the level that it is. When you get away from Indiana, some people don't understand what, what is NAI basketball. Do they even give scholarships? Are they? Is it competitive? Yeah, uh, you look across our league. There's Division One talent, but there's guys who played Division One who started at programs. Hey, you know, I'm thinking Mihiran, who started at mm. Indiana State, transfers in uh, to our league. Clay, who obviously is a local kid from uh, Triton, comes into our program, played 18 games at Valpo and had some injury issues, and comes in has an unbelievable career for us. And even when he jumped in, you know, it wasn't like he was top man on campus. He, was, he had to right. earn his spot. And uh, he did that, but I think one of those things where none of those guys were going to back down to him just because he came from a Division One program. But lots of local kids have gone through Bethel, too. You were a local kid. You mentioned mm -hmm. Clay Yo, who played at Triton. you got a young man now by the name of Ryan Lutz, mm -hmm. who is a really good player and, and was all-conference last year, right? Right. You know, we got a numerous amount of guys from the local area that come in and, and play for us. But I think a lot of that is I think they understand who we are as a school, Right. But I also think they understand the level of basketball that they're going to get to. Yeah, it's almost easier to get those kids yeah. who, are, who are at that level because they've been exposed to the program somewhat. Right, right. They've, been, they've either came to a camp or their team came to team camp. or mm -hmm. they, They've been familiarized. They've been to our gym. They understand our location. They understand the coaching staff. They might know us personally. And that's what's going to draw, I think, any, anybody to Bethel is the relationships that you build with them. Uh, you got to know them on a personal level. I'd like to try to relaunch the hashtag nuts for Lutz. 
<laughs> I tried to do that last season. Didn't quite catch on. Maybe you could say something to your dad in his Twitter account. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if he'll spell it right, but you know. Well, that's the problem. Here's hoping. Yeah, here's yeah, hoping. Yeah. Looking back on your last season, coach, what adjustments do you make personally? Okay, I've I've been through this a year now. Here's some things I want to do on a personal level for my next season. Yeah, one, I'm just continuing to make it my own, but I think there's times you just got to trust your staff um, to do things. Uh, and trust them to allow them to put them in positions to be successful. The, the success of me no longer is about me being successful. Um, the success and the measure of me is how I make other people successful. And whether that be assistant coaches, whether that be our players, whether it be our managers, I, I want to give them and put them in roles where they're able to be successful, um, where they're able to feel like they have a say in our program. This isn't a, a Ryan Lightfoot basketball show. And I think for me, I had so much pride and so much ego trying to prove myself the first year. Hey, I can coach. I'm not riding coattails anymore of daddy. And this is me making it my own. And I put a lot of pressure on myself, uh, probably unnecessary pressure to the outside world. Uh, I'll, I'll say a funny story about that. Um, one of my buddies, a really good friend of mine, was a golfer. Uh, he said he was standing over a putt to win a tournament at Bethel. And uh, one of a local pastor came over to him and said, hey, what do you think it's going to do? And he says, well, I think it's going to go downhill. I might move to the left a little bit once it gets toward the hole. And he says, well, give it your best line. Give it a shot. Just remember, there's billions of people in China that don't care if you make this putt or not. And I, I think for me, it was just a great reminder. Like I make Bethel basketball seem like such a big deal. And it is to me. But in the outside world, they probably don't care a whole lot about Bethel basketball. They have their own lives to worry about. I'm just going to give it my best shot, and if it breaks a little to the left, uh, hopefully sure. it goes in. I love uh, I love that mom and dad are watching you from the sidelines. Mm-hmm. Mom's behind you right there. Your wife's behind you. You love that about family, that they're supporting you and they're coming to games still. And, I mean, you're not a player anymore. You know? Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what they're trying to watch. Like I'm not getting on the floor and doing anything. But you know, they've just been awesome about coming around and being around, and being supportive to everything that we do. It's it's a family business. You, know, you look at it and say you put 30 years of Bethel basketball into your household, and it obviously becomes a big part of what you do every single day. And yeah. so for them to take the time and uh, everybody has busy schedules, uh, but they're able to come to games and be around. Should we have this guy stick around while we talk about other things? If he wants, he can. If he doesn't want to, he doesn't have to. We have never held any guest hostage on Sports Shack, <laughs> mainly because we've never had any guests. <laughs> I'm trying to just think, uh, should we go with just weekend, go from Friday to Sunday, or should we go super huge headline and work our way let's, down? Let's do the second one. Second one? Yeah. The podcast critics have spoken. Has this guy ever actually interviewed anyone before? And? Wow, that was long. And? I don't have time to listen. Very busy. Sounds like this podcast isn't winning any awards anytime soon. Uh, He did win an award in 2011. Stop living in the past. What else with Corey Mann? Wherever podcasts are sold. Isn't it free? Part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Hi there. Help support the network that supports this podcast, Studio DNA Podcast Network. Check out this website, patreon.com slash studio DNA, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash studio DNA. The money you pledge basically goes to keeping the network up and running behind the scenes. I'm on board. I'm happy to say $10 a month. You can do it as little as $3 a month, patreon.com slash studio DNA. 
Here's what the critics are saying about the Sports Yak Podcast. It's like I'm eating ice cream, watching a movie, and my family. And it's like all together watching a movie, eating popcorn and uh, ice cream with everybody, even my friends. That's what I feel right now. Find your happiness with the Sports Yak Podcast wherever you listen or download podcasts. I, I just can't believe I... I pulled this off after you know what the season's gone through, and uh, it's been it's been tough. You know, I've had a I've not not so easy the last couple of years, and I've worked my way back, and I couldn't have done it without the help of you know everyone around me, and some of those close, like some of the, the players that I saw after on there on 18th green here. Um, you know, some knew what I was struggling with, and uh, it was really special to see them there, and uh, it's just hard to believe I, I've. I've you know, won the tour championship. Tiger Woods. Well, Tiger comes back yesterday and gets his first win in five years, uh, winning the tour championship on the PGA Tour. That's his 80th career win. Of course, uh, we all know about the, the marital infidelity and all the other things that happened to him. He also had two back surgeries in there. He went from a guy in his, in his athletic prime in his early 30s, mid-30s, to being a 42-year-old man now, and let's face it, 42-year-olds don't win a whole lot of tournaments on the PGA Tour right now because you've got all these good young players coming up. But I think one of the things that worked for him in the Tour Championship was it was only a field of 30 golfers. He didn't have to worry about 75 players or 100 players like you do at a normal tournament. He only had to beat 29 other guys. And so that made it Maybe a little easier because even though they're 29 of the best golfers in the world, the odds are just better for you. Mm-hmm. That if if you put together good rounds, as he did, especially early on, and get the confidence flowing, and you could kind of see this building as the season was going along. I mean, he didn't miss being the FedEx playoff champion by very much. Justin Rose had to get a, a birdie on 18, I believe, in order to to clinch that. So you think about this guy who hadn't won a tournament the whole year, but he was finishing high enough that he could have been the FedEx playoff champion if Rose didn't hit a key putt. We talked about this earlier this morning when you first walked in. What is it about the magnetism of a player like that where you saw the crowd following him to his next shot? Right. Or a Michael Jordan or a fill-in-the-blank on a football player? What is it about... You know, you don't see him following Roy McIlroy or uh, Jordan Spieth around like that. Well, because Tiger was a groundbreaker. I mean, he really the first African-American golfer to hit it big on tour. But he has a physical look that isn't solely African-American. I think he appeals to a lot of people on a lot of different levels. And you saw that in the galleries that followed him around. Not just galleries. These were throngs of people. It looked like it looked like Bushwood on Sunday in Caddyshack with people running all over the place. The only thing that was missing was an exploding gopher. <laughs> Did you get to see any of it yesterday? You're a golf fan. I am a golf fan. I, yeah, it's like the doors opened at Coachella and say, "Hey, go find a seat." Like I mean, yeah. people were just running all over the course, and he did change the game of golf. Uh, and I've been able to be fortunate enough to go to a few golf events. Tiger not only just carries himself differently he looks different than the average golfer he just physically the way he moves around a course he just looks different well he was he was the first golfer to really do the weight training and Mm -hmm. the conditioning and 
and go out on a course looking jacked. And if you look at the guys who are having success now on the tour, now maybe not so much Rory or Spieth, but you look at a guy like Brooks Kepke who won the U.S. Open in the PGA, that dude is built. He could be a tight end in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You, you ever think about uh, working out? <laughs> no. no I, <laughs> <laughs> we should probably take a photo. Yeah, no. Let me get that spread around here so yeah. people will get that joke. For, for those of you who don't know, Ryan's in pretty decent shape. Where, what's the body fat at? Just I out of curiosity. I don't know. I don't 8%, know. 8%, 7%? Who knows? Who knows? You were telling us about a player that you have yeah, though, that right. went from 22% to 8%, right? Yeah. They do an unbelievable job working in the weight room. That's huge. I, I think for for us, I think as coaching, we talked about relationships and stuff like that, but I guys bond two different ways. They bond through eating, and they bond through sweating. And yeah. I think that's just kind of how people relate. So, like, for me, when they're doing a workout, I'm doing a workout. And I'm okay. just jumping into that. And then we're going to go get something to eat afterwards. And whether I eat a burger or eat a salad, it doesn't matter. It's it's We're eating together. Um, so, yeah, guys bond just that way. Let's rewind to Friday night. Northwood, North Ridge. I got to watch it on my Facebook Live for a little bit while I was at the Penn game. Well, you Thoughts? saw you saw a more competitive game than what I had, and, and that's not any disrespect to Northridge. They hung in there as well as they could. They had four starters injured, and two of those starters are two-way players, and one of those starters is their quarterback, and another one's their leading tackler. So Northridge, I thought, represented very well, but Northwood is loaded, and they win this game 63-30. Northwood has a young man by the name of Bronson Yoder, who is just a terrific athlete. He's going to William & Mary to play football next year. In this game, Bronson Yoder had two rushing touchdowns. He threw a touchdown pass. He caught a touchdown pass. He had an interception return for a touchdown, and he almost took another interception back for a touchdown. Just a phenomenal performance. And then they've got a sophomore by the name of Nate Newcomer. He accounted for four touchdowns, ran in three through one. Penn St. Joe... I uh, told you off the air, I thought St. Joe had a chance. But more importantly, let me step back as a Penn dad. Okay. My daughter graduated from Penn in 2014, and the field from 14 to Friday night is different once again. Oh, yeah. The building down on the south end, I think that's a workout facility for the team, I think. The ticket window... It's four windows now to get your tickets, the, the new steps and everything. I mean, there's... And the there's, field turf, which is... The field turf is really the biggest change going on in high yes. school football right now. More and more stadiums have field turf. Uh, St. Joe has it. Penn has it. Uh, there's a ton of places around here. Wawasee, Plymouth, Goshen, Elkhart Central now. So that seems to be because it's easier to maintain. Uh, and you can run so many different – you can make your athletic complex uh, more useful to a greater number of schools or a greater number of teams. Coach, my family likes to run for the border uh, right across the Michigan line to Taco Bell. Okay. We're in Ranger. <laughs> also right across the border is Edwardsburg. What was yes. that score Friday night? Uh, they, I know they were up 61-6 to six at halftime. I believe they won 71-6. to six. Mm. Edwardsburg Eddies. Called right. off the dogs a little bit. You're at Penn night. Friday night. Penn and New Prairie, which are a couple of ranked teams in the coaches poll that came out yesterday. Penn is number three in 6A, New Prairie number 10 in 4A. It'll be the first time these two schools have ever met. New Prairie runs an option attack. They've got a young man by the name of Chris Mays that ran for 256 yards the other night in their win over Adams. 
So this should be another very interesting game, which is, of course, why it's the TV46 game of the week. The Mount Union was a GA at Notre Dame for a couple of years. He has a graduate degree from Notre Dame with the Lou Holtz and Bob Davey, and he can't stop Tony Jones. Jasir Taylor tried, but it was too late. Touchdown, Notre Dame. You watch Notre Dame football at all, Coach? Yeah, I do. Uh, unfortunately, I'm an Arkansas football fan. Um, we've oh. had a, we, we've had a rough go uh, the last few years. Where Done. did that come from? You know, it's a funny story how we got to that point. You know, we're driving up there, and I said I kind of root for the underdog. And I, they have a tough schedule, and it was kind of this Notre Dame. Like, man, what would Notre Dame be if they're the SEC? Um, because the SEC West is just so tough. Uh, I follow that league a lot because I, I like to follow champions. And, Ooh. and uh, no, I'm just. But <laughs> I uh, I started following, finding out that Arkansas is actually on TV a lot, and so I started following them. And obviously, with Bielma going down there for a while uh, from Wisconsin, he had a mm-hmm. Big Ten uh, background, and now. Uh, having a coaching change down there, I still follow him. I'm an Arkansas fan, but yeah, I follow Notre Dame. Uh, I'm a a Notre Dame guy. Did you watch Saturday? I did. um, I watched when it was a game, and then I turned it when it wasn't. Sure. Yeah. I thought the Ian Book uh, decision was pretty smart. Well, it sure played out that way, didn't it? How about that? He uh, runs for three touchdowns, tosses a couple, and the Irish crush Wake Forest 56-27. Crushed them so badly that Wake Forest decides to fire its defensive coordinator on Sunday. So now the stage is set for Saturday night at the stadium. Number 7 Stanford comes calling on number 8 Notre Dame. And Stanford, wow, what a game they had on Saturday night. Rallying on the road from down 17 to beat Oregon in overtime in Autzen. Uh, So it should be a fun one Saturday night at the stadium. K.J. Costello is a formidable quarterback for Stanford. He will be the best one that Notre Dame has faced so far. Are we ready for the NFL? Well, the Bears apparently are because they are in first place in the Woo! NFC North. The Bears are in first place. <laughs> and Bradford is going to lose yardage. That's not a good sign. Khalil Mack gets to him. And Mack with his third sack of the season. You a Bears fan? You know, uh, I, I did not get a chance to watch much NFL. Sunday's kind of my day to like watch film or relax or be around the house. So I don't really watch a ton of NFL, unfortunately. Well, you didn't miss much in this game because it's not like it was an offensive juggernaut. The yeah. Bears won at 16-14. to They got down 14 nothing early, and then Sam Bradford started playing – well, the way you'd expect Sam Bradford to play for Arizona, which is not good. <laughs> and the Bears offense had opportunities but couldn't cash them in. So then Arizona gets behind by two, and they say, okay, Josh Rosen, Ugh. our number one draft pick, why don't you come in and get your first NFL snaps with Khalil Mack breathing down your neck? Oh. That dude's a monster. He's a defensive sack master. Why did Gruden get a hold of him? Was it a money thing? Yeah, it was money. And how much was it? Do you remember? Well, I don't know, but right now Khalil Mack is the highest paid defensive player in the National Football League, and from what I've seen in three games, deserving of it. I thought I read $90 million, and the Raiders couldn't handle that, and Gruden is getting a guaranteed $100 million. Right. It kind of keeps continuing this circle of, Gruden, what were you thinking? Well, no, what he's thinking is... I want to continue to get paid. I want the money. Yeah. Yeah. I believe in monsters. That dude was amazing. And you get double, triple team. It gives these other players now a chance to kind of Akeem Hicks had a nice game, yes. My goodness. 
And uh, I, this is a new tongue twister I've come up with, and it's going to take off. Mitch Trubisky, Triscuits Nabisco. <laughs> Try it. Go ahead. Mitch Trubisky, Triscuits Nabisco. Mitch Trubisky, Trubiscuit. No, see, there. See, uh, I'm off. Yeah, you're yeah. horrible. By the way, <laughs> uh, Mitch's nickname in high school and college was Mr. Biscuits. Well, I'm sure I found that on Wikipedia, yeah. along with your dog's name, Buckets. Buckets, yeah. That's on your Wikipedia page. Bu- I have a Wikipedia page? You do. And the last what? thing is personal life. He's married and has a dog named Buckets. Yeah, huh. I didn't know I had that. Does it give his wife's name or just the dog's? Just the dog's. Uh, your wife's name, does it begin with an L? No. Yeah, it, it doesn't have, just has a dog. I think it just said life <laughs> with the dog, Buckets. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, that's, that's Are you the, Did you write it? I did not. I don't know enough about you to step well, in there and go. Yeah. Well, right. On a cold day with snow on the driveway, <laughs> oh. he could beat his brother. Don't act one. like you didn't write your own Wikipedia. I didn't know. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I've got the Mike Life with tech savvy. That's that's generational. <laughs> uh, Maybe Robbie wrote it. He could have. Let's see. Know. What else happened? In, uh, Lions won late last night. Boy, did they ever. They beat the uh, New England Patriots 26-10. The former defensive coordinator of the Patriots, Matt Patricia, gets his first head coaching win as the Lions boss, beating his old boss, Bill Belichick. And a lot of speculation, the fact that he beat them because he knew their personnel inside and out and knew exactly what their strengths and weaknesses were. And boy, did that show last night because the Lions played ball control. There were a lot of shots of sad Tom Brady sitting on the bench, not able to do anything because he didn't have the football. I saw a very uh, sad highlight of Andrew Luck slamming the ball down with uh, disgust, and it slapped him up in the face again. They had a rough day. Captain Luck uh, will not have some good things to say on his Twitter account as they lose to the Eagles 2016. Carson Wentz comes back as the quarterback for the Eagles, throws for 255 yards and a touchdown, and the Colts are, are scuffling a little bit, as one would expect this year, I think. Can we say that the Bears are in first place again? The first place, Chicago Bears. I love that. Cubs! Cubs won two out of three against their crosstown rivals, the White Sox. Spoiling the farewell of Hawk Harrelson as the White Sox announcer yesterday, winning 6-1. So, If you can a little bit, give us a couple of your thoughts. I'm going to give you one, and that's it. I love you all, and I always will. As I said, I'll go in my way for that. Thank you. Cubs take a two-and-a-half game lead into the final week of the season where they play four with the Pirates, three with the Cardinals. The magic number, that's the number of Cub wins and Milwaukee losses required to clinch the division, is at five. While the Cubs are playing the Pirates this week, the Brewers are playing the Cardinals in St. Louis, and St. Louis has something to play for. they got to stay ahead of Colorado in the wild-card race. So that should be an interesting series down in the Gateway City. Happy birthday, Bruce Springsteen, Coach. Do you like Bruce Springsteen? Uh, yeah, sure. Favorite yeah. song? Oh, geez. I, no. no. No? Favorite song? Born to Run. Born to Run. Born to Run. Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go with you on that one. Hmm. 24 years ago, Shawshank Redemption at the theaters. Guess who's never seen that movie? Chuck. No, haven't. Why not? Just haven't. This is not your go-tos. Yeah. What, what is your go-to movie? Oh, remember the Titans. Okay. Casablanca. Casablanca. Casablanca, if I'm with Diane. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I went downstairs specifically to get you Shawshank. Somebody has a copy of it. I'm getting you that this week before all is said and done because you've been doing so well on this show. Well, also because I have so much time to sit and watch that. How long is that movie? It's a deuce and a half. 
See, violation of my terms. It's it's a great movie. Violation of my terms, though. My terms are typically get that story told in two hours, maybe two fifteen, maybe. It might be half. It might be two fifteen. Two and a half. I I think you should watch it, and I think you should review it on this program. A twenty-four-year-old movie, and just I, where are your thoughts at? I got to <laughs> look at Thad's face. He can't believe that. You I got to tell finished. you, I got bronchitis. Ain't nobody got time nobody for got that. Time for that, Chuck Freebie. <laughs> are you a fan of Ed Sheeran? Either one of you at all? Ed yeah, Sheeran. I like me some Ed Sheeran. He's got a documentary on the anatomy of writing a song. Really, from beginning to end, it's mm. fascinating. I'm on my How long is that? Uh, 84 minutes. Okay, that's in because my Because that's wheelhouse. what you've turned me into on Netflix. I look at 84 minutes. Don Chuck would watch this. I that's watch in this. my wheelhouse, exactly. Yeah, it's called uh, Ed Sheeran Documentary. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> but it's really There's good. There's a title. <laughs> Watching him come up with a song in the back of a bus, and then it becomes this, as you know, 30 million downloads sold. Whatever. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. He's churning it out with a printing press. Hawk Harrelson, you already touched on that. The fact that that guy's from this town and he takes a, a train into work, I'd like to talk to him. Do you think we can make that happen? Do you know people? I know his physician. Do you? Physician <laughs> to the stars is my physician as well. Is it really? Yes. Hawk okay. and I share the same physician. Turn your head and cough. Let's see how long it takes from this point if we can get him on this horrendous little program we call the Yak. We'll see what we can do. Right. My wife, by the way, not a Hawk Harrelson fan. Because it's White Sox? Yes, exactly. But she would admire the no. career. <laughs> she wouldn't admire no. the career of uh, no. one Hawk? No. How long has he been doing it? Uh, well, he became, he's been broadcasting since the 70s, but he's been with the White Sox since the early 80s. Speaking of broadcasting, PA announcing, I put out a tweet and I got me some feedback. Did you happen to see this one? I'm not sure. About PA announcers? No. When was the first time you announced a game on a PA? How old were you? I was a high school student. I was a junior at Elkhart Central. Maybe a sophomore. I think I did JV games as a sophomore, and my first year of doing the varsity games was as a junior. And I tweet a lot. Sorry. (laughs) High schools should let students be PA announcers if they want to learn the craft instead of egotistical old men living in the past. Hmm. I put it out there. I don't want to name names, but it's like you ought to let a young person get up there and learn. You give them a quarter, something, you know? Where else are they going to learn that from? Well, that's true. I mean, they have to show the ability to be professional. I would let them learn on the JV games. Yes. that's. I mean, that's where and I – And you earn the next level exactly. of whatever. Okay. Exactly. And I think that should hold true at Bethel as well. Who does your PA for basketball? Brian Miller does an unbelievable job for us. Yeah. It's a great job. Yeah. How long has you been doing it? Man, as long as I can remember. I bet he's been doing it 12 to 14 years. You know what you ought to do as the new head coach now with a year under your belt? Make him try out again. Just prove yourself. Yeah. Hey, hey man, it's a new day. I've been around it for 12 years. You do a great job. Prove yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's and if I, you do that, invite us. Okay. Right. You could be a great judge at this, Chuck. You've done that before. I have done that And before. you probably know Brian. I do. Oh, boy. And he 
smack Ryan and then run for his life. Yeah. And not get very far because he's slow. <laughs> Have we covered everything? Do we feel good about it? Well, I believe we've covered everything. We've we put everything that I had in my sports cast on here, plus plenty of Mike Lightfoot derogatory stories. So that's you all know, in love. All in all love. All in love. What do you think he's doing right now? He is probably listening to the yak. Oh, I, so? I, I could I, I could see him doing that. I can. He's a big he's, Chuck Freebie fan. Well, he's a big Chuck Freebie fan. He so. should be listening to the yak. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he should be doing that while he's driving to to help save coaches' marriages and the other good things that he's doing through Nation of Coaches. So right. we'll we'll give him one more plug for that. Yeah. Why don't we squeeze in the devotional here? It's Matthew five sixteen. Your light must shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your heavenly Father. I always look at that verse as like a light bulb, and when the light is on, you see the you don't think about the light bulb. You just see the light. And that's kind of the way we should be with what we're doing to glorify our Father. When when people look at us, they should see Jesus through us and not necessarily looking at you or looking at me about all the good things that we're doing, but just see the light. And that's how I look at that verse. I like that verse. One more time, where's it at? Uh, it's Matthew five sixteen. Your light must shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your heavenly Father. Coach, your last words? Oh, one for just appreciate you guys coming out here and let me come out here and hang out with you. It's been a lot of fun this morning. I hope being on this show has caused more listeners to spit out Doritos today. That's mm-hmm. what I was going to end with. I spit out Dorito particles on my wife. She loves Doritos, so it's cool. That's our new subtitle of Sports Yak. Until next time, thanks for listening. Hit the subscribe button, leave a review. Even if you don't listen to the show, it just helps push us up to the top of uh, sports podcasts in the world of podcasting. This is Sports Yak. Cause trans like us, baby, we were born to run. Hi there. Help support the network that supports this podcast, Studio DNA Podcast Network. Check out this website, patreon.com slash studio DNA, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash studio DNA. The money you pledge basically goes to keeping the network up and running behind the scenes. I'm on board. I'm happy to say $10 a month. You can do it as little as $3 a month. Patreon.com slash Studio DNA. You've been listening to Sports Yak. Proving anybody can have a podcast. Sports Yak on the Studio DNA Network. This is Jimmy Schultz. Does your dad fish in that pond? Man, he does. they stocked it a long time ago. Not, they haven't done it in a while. Hmm. Yeah. It's fun to fish. It's fun to fish in there. How much time does catch. he spend sitting out at the pond? A lot. Recently, a ton more. Because <laughs> that's what he does. <laughs> that's what he does. Yeah. He fishes and mows. Ain't a bad life. That's actually the name of another podcast. Fishes, fishes and mows. We'll talk about that off mic. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.